This is Strange Assembly episode 162, Tuscany. I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. You can check us out on the web at www.strangeassembly.com or subscribe to the podcast through iTunes. This is going to be something of a unique episode. First, because I'm the only one on it, and this is the only time we've done that. So you're only going to hear me talking today, but you can assume, just think right now that Jay is making a joke about how that really isn't any different from a normal episode given how much I talk. The other thing that's going to be different about this episode is that I'm only talking about one thing, and that thing, as you might have guessed from the title, is Tuscany, the expansion for Viticulture from Stonemaier Games. There actually was a recording on this subject that was sort of made with all three of us, but then there was an issue, and it was probably way longer than anyone wanted to hear about one expansion, so we're going to try not to replicate that length. Viticulture was the first game from Stonemaier Games. It was kickstarted. Tuscany was kickstarted. Jay and I backed the Kickstarter, and while this is only going to be about Tuscany, I think it helps to know our sort of history with Viticulture. Initially, Jay and I and Mike all really liked Viticulture. At the end of 2013, we sort of impromptu named it the unofficial game of the year, and it was unofficial for two reasons. One, which is that we it was impromptu, and two, which is right at the end of the year is really not a good time to name a game of the year. So then, advance to the end of 2014, we again look back at 2013 and say, hey, what's our game of the year now? And Viticulture ended up falling out of that spot because Mike went from liking it to really not liking it. And one of the common themes that you'll see as I talk about Tuscany is one of those things that Mike didn't like about it, which is that base viticulture, first edition viticulture, can be very, very cutthroat. The structure space and the money, especially early in the game, are really, really tight, and it is possible to get just completely blocked out of doing things for several turns in a row. Now, that's partially been addressed just with second edition viticulture, which added in the Grande Meeple, which lets you always be able to choose once per turn that absent that action that you absolutely have to take this turn. But I, I would say that the common theme of most of the aspects of Tuscany is to really open the game up so that by the time you're done, the super tight, uh, super cutthroat, blocking people all the time, Viticulture is really been superseded by a much more wide open game. To start with, Tuscany has 12 different mini expansions in it, and so when you look at the box, it's actually this pretty cool subdivided section where each of the different expansions, give or take, is in its own slot on this 4x3 grid. As is usual for Stonemaier games, it has really nice components, although if I'm not mistaken, the the fancy metal coins that I'm sitting with here in my Kickstarter collector's edition are not going to be in addition if you buy at retail. This game has now gotten to all, or, or at least almost all, Kickstarter backers. I think there may have been an issue with shipping to Germany. 
but everybody else has it and, and maybe Germany has it now too. But honestly, if you have the coins just from base viticulture, they're you know, they're just cardboard coins, but they're fantastic cardboard coins. They're very different colors, they're very different sizes, which is really what you primarily need, I think, in coins in a board game. Now, out of the 12 mini expansions in Viticulture, one I'm just going to set aside, and that's Automa. It's a single-player expansion. I don't play board games single-player. I've got an iPod. I've got a PlayStation 3. I don't need more single-player gaming experiences, so I haven't touched that. I don't think I'll touch that, so that may be of interest to you, but I couldn't really tell you anything about it. The other 11 are arranged into tiers, and the official way to play through Tuscany is to unlock or uncork these expansions as you go through one every few games. I really wouldn't recommend doing that, because unless you really, really, really like Viticulture, you're probably never going to play it 20 times, or at least not 20 times in a reasonable time frame. I would suggest that at slowest, just unlock an extra mini expansion every game, and really, you don't need to do that. And so Jay and another group of his are playing through those one at a time. I did not, because as as you'll see, some of these expansions are relatively minor ones, and so there is not any need to unlock them one at a time. Uh, in fact, I'm not even really going to talk about the expansions in terms of tiers. You can look in the rulebook, which is online, to see exactly what tier things are in. But you, you unlock the first tier, which is four exp- mini-expansions. Then you unlock the second tier, which is another four mini-expansions. And then you unlock one at a time of the third tier expansions. They theoretically could be played together, but they aren't supposed to be. And, and I think that makes sense. But the, the most basic mini-expansions are advanced visitors and new visitors. And what those do is just add new cards. New visitors is just flat out new cards. So you have new summer visitors, you have new winter visitors, the sort of thing that you expect to see in expansion, more variety in card choice, and yay, that's that's here. Advanced visitors is sort of new cards, but what they really are is new versions of old cards. And this is the first place where you'll start to see the game open up. And that's because what the advanced visitors are is taking existing situational visitor cards and making them not so situational. So, for example, you had several winter visitors in base viticulture that let you train a new worker. Well, those are useless once you've got all six of your workers. And those all become cards that say something like train a new worker, or if you have six workers, get two victory points, or or train a new worker and get a victory point for every opponent who already has six workers. And the intended effect of this, I believe, is to help people who were annoyed that sometimes you draw your visitor cards and they just wouldn't be any good right now. That's less important if it's early and they're not good until later. It's more important if it's late and they're not good except early, which means now they're useless. But one of the side effects of this is that the visitor cards are just more powerful once you've replaced the originals with the advanced, which is what I would do. If you want to get rid of the situational ones, just get rid of the situational ones. Or you can do the default version and just add them in one at a time. The property expansion is another tweak that 
opens up the money flow early in the game. The property expansion replaces the three default fields that you've got with three more customized fields that have different values of vines that you could put in them. But more importantly, it adds a spot to the board that you can go to to sell one of your fields. If you've played Viticulture before, and if you haven't, you should, then you know that one, money is tight early on, and two, you do not use all three of your fields early on, if ever. So almost all the time, once you've added in the property expansion, or at least if you've only added the property expansion in, as more and more mini expansions get added in, there are more and more ways to get money, and so the property becomes less of an automatic, but still you're most of the time going to be selling off one of your fields because that gives you a nice influx of five or six or seven cash early on for a field you weren't going to use for ages. And then you can buy it back later. There's no interest that you have to pay or anything like that. You can just get it back later for exactly what you paid for it early on. Really, the the primary function of this expansion is to open up the money early on. Probably my favorite, it's, it's a small one, but it's unadulterated good, is the Mamas and the Papas expansion, which adds something like faction powers. Uh, each player gets a Mama card and a Papa card. Uh, that can be one of each at random, or I would recommend using the quote-unquote advanced method of you get two of each and you get to choose which one you want. The Mama card will replace the default pair of cards that you get with a selection of three, maybe they're wine orders, maybe they're visitors, maybe they're vines. The Papa card will replace your default starting money allotment with some combination of cash and an existing structure. So you'll start with some amount of cash, and then you'll start with either a structure or even more cash. Now, this means that at a minimum, you start with six cash, I think. I think that's the least that any of the pop-up cards give. So even if you just choose to ignore the whole option of starting with a structure, you'll see that this is another way that you just have more cash in the game. And with the Mamas, you just start with more cards than you used to. So this does increase the power level. But I do like starting with the structure because that varies up the play. It pushes people in a little bit of different directions. If I start with a different structure in play, that might substantially affect how I'm going to approach the early game. I like that sort of variety. The final Tier 1 expansion is Patronage, which does two things. First, it gives you a generic wine order to sit out there, which is sell any wine of value 5 or more, get 3 victory points. Just another little victory point toss for anybody else. Once you've sold that, it also unlocks a secret goal, so there's actually hidden scoring in the game. That adds another two victory points. Uh, The secret goals can push you one way or another a little bit. A lot of the time, there's stuff you were going to do anyway, but maybe you weren't actually going to go all the way to six structures, or maybe you weren't going to put quite so many vines out, and you'll make sure to get that sixth vine out because it's worth an extra two victory points. But for the most part, it's stuff you probably wanted to do anyway. It does not have a tremendous effect on the game. It adds one little bit of hidden scoring. It gives you another thing to do with an extra wine bottle. It gives you a little extra push towards actually starting to make wine earlier. 
Now, the big change in the game, though, comes with the extended board. And if this was just a here's everything all at once sort of expansion, this would be the big thing about the expansion because it it significantly changes a lot of things about the game. There are now four seasons instead of two. There is a whole new mechanic where there's a little map of part of Italy down on the corner of the board and there's an action that lets you place influence tokens on that part of the map. There's an action that lets you place influence tokens on these little map pieces. The most significant thing about these is that it is yet another way that you can generate cash early on, thus loosening that up. And then they also could be worth victory points at the end of the game, depending on how they're arranged. Although most of the time, those end up doing a lot of canceling out, so it, it often is not worth a ton of victory points, but you still, every time you dropped those influence stars down on the map, you're getting two coins or a card if, you know, if you're past the part of the game. But really early on, if you take an action and it lets you double play stars, four coins, that's huge. In addition to the Grande Meeple and all the other things that we've talked about, the exact configuration of spaces on the extended board also opens up the game and makes there be less screwage. The tightest spots in standard viticulture are give a tour, because that gets you money, and then build a structure. Well, now there are, in the spring, those separate give a tour, build a structure spots. But then, in the fall, there's another spot that is build a structure or give a tour. So it gives you another option to get structures down and another option to give a tour for cash. Although giving a tour for cash is is less attractive now because you have other alternative ways of doing that. There's also an adjusted turn order sequencing mechanism. So you can't just automatically choose to go first. And when you get to choose how you go next turn doesn't just rotate anymore. It depends on when you pass in the prior turn. And once you pass, all your pieces get picked up, so it can open things up a little bit in the winter, which is still when you fill orders, because you can try to hold off until another player has to pass, and then them having picked up, you can try to drop back down in, maybe on the last turn, and get that one last wine order in to get up there. I've talked a lot about how this really opens up viticulture, and... Uh, and makes it feel more high-powered. You can see that in the scoring track. Once you add in the extended board, you no longer win the game at 20 points. You win the game at 25 points. You And there's no such thing as, as capped scoring anymore. The, the victory point track goes to 40, but it's not actually maximum. You're probably not going to go over that, but if you do, if you want to, and you can figure out how to do that, you can. There's two more significant things to add in there. One is special workers, which you would there's 11 of them total. You can add in two of them, and it, well, I guess you could play with more of them, but the official rule is two, and you probably shouldn't do more than that. And the special workers cost one more each, but then they each have a special power. Like, if you draw cards, draw an extra card and then discard one, or letting you place a card, place your worker wherever and get the bonus of your choice, or letting you place a worker back in a prior season including on a spot that otherwise wouldn't be available because of the player count. 
the special workers are almost always worth way more than the one extra gold that they cost. Again, increasing the power level of the, the game, increasing the openness of the game. The final normal sort of expansion is structures. In structures, which you can only add once you've added the extended board in. And the structures adds a new deck, and so now you've got structure cards, and you can build structure cards on a little sideboard in the same way that you can build the structure tokens on your board. I wish the structures were a little bit more useful around the game. Most of them you really want to get early on because they'll have some ongoing effect, but you don't start with any structures. You can't start with structures because the mama cards have to be designed to work even if you don't have the extended board out. So none of them lets you start with structure cards. And so you you have some really handy structure cards that do things like, oh, this counts as a trellis and an irrigation, except there's a good chance that I've built one of those. It, you really have to go out of your way to get the structure cards right away or to get, a, get one or two of them right away so you can see what your options are going to be. You're probably only going to build two in a given game but you might end up building more. And that, I, I think, is the main part of, of what you're looking at with Tuscany. I'll, I'll talk about the Tier 3s, but I think they're kind of excessive, so I'll, I'll leave those for a moment. So I've played with almost everything uh, in this. I've played with everything that, you've talked about mul- that I've, I've talked about so far multiple times. I haven't played with one of the Tier 3s, which I'll talk about in a minute, but what you see with Tuscany is a is an effort to identify what would be identified by some as the deficiencies of viticulture or the imperfections or, or something like that. Jay and I both really liked Tuscany, and we both really liked viticulture. I don't know that either of us was really too concerned about it being particularly cutthroat, but it, it is a, a very transformed and, and cool experience. I think that people who didn't like the stick to it nature of viticulture will like the game better with Tuscany. It, Mike, for example, we'll go back to Mike, right? He had liked it originally and then some point over the course of 2014, he went from liking viticulture to disliking viticulture. This didn't make him particularly like viticulture again, but it, it, it sort of put him back to neutral. So I think it did do a, a good job of addressing the needs. It's possible if you really, really like the cutthroat of base viticulture that Tuscany will push it too far in the other direction, but I find that usually not to be the case. So just stopping right there at the Tier 1s and the Tier 2s, I think that Tuscany is a fantastic expansion for a fantastic game uh, it gives it a lot of different variety, the way that you can use the mini expansions together or separately means you can get a lot of change up, like using special workers with the the new board versus the old board can be quite a different experience. Some of them, I think that you probably should just always play with. I'm just always going to leave the advanced visitors in. I personally am not that concerned about the whole, oh, I might draw a situational card I can't use, but I think people are almost universally happier always drawing cards, or almost always drawing cards that are going to be useful, rather than sometimes drawing cards that will not do them any good now or possibly ever. 
I will just always leave the new visitors in because why not? It's just more more options. I would say that the property isn't really necessary if you have all of the stuff in from the second board, but all the tier two stuff assumes that you have the property in. So you're probably going to have that in. Well, like I said, I think you can switch around the different options and get a lot of replayability. So I, I think this is definitely worth checking out. If you don't have Kickstarter, then once it hits retail. Now, the, the tier three expansions I should mention, I'm, I'm less of a fan of. So you've got two of the tier three expansions that are okay. And that's Abora Culture and Formaggio. And what each of these expansions does is adds in a second player board that's as big as your first one. And now you can grow trees, grapes, or sorry, not grapes, olives, apples, and tomatoes. I guess tomatoes aren't a tree, but whatever. Or formaggio, which is cheese, and you have a whole cheese cellar. And each of these adds yet another path that you can take in the game. But I don't know that they really add enough in to be worth it. I think they're close, so they're okay, but you know, a Bora culture has this morale mechanic that either you're just going to ignore for the entire game and take minus one victory point, or you're going to try to keep your morale up so you can pop it for an extra victory point every turn. It pulls a lot of the action away from the main board and out, maybe not a lot of the action, but it pulls some of the action off the main board and more and more onto these private spaces. And really the the form of player interaction in a worker placement game is competing for spots. When you have too much of it on the private boards, I think that takes something away. So, Abora Culture and Formaggio, okay, those are okay. Uh, not exciting, but okay. The third Tier 3 expansion is Mafia, which is the strange little game where you start with a card, value 1 to 9, and then Every time your Grande Meeple assigns, either you'll discard your, you'll have the option to discard your card and draw another one, or if you assign to another Grande Meeple, you can swap cards with the other player. And then at the end of the game, after all this little whole mini game has been going on, you either get two victory points if you have the highest card, or minus one victory point if you have the lowest card. And, and I have to say, this is the, the part of the normal non-solo expansions I just haven't played with. I don't want to play with. I have no interest in playing this weird little mini game for a couple of points in my viticulture. So I, I mentioned the tier threes because I, I want to be complete about it, but you could completely excise the tier three expansions from Tuscany and you would still be left with a fantastic expansion that I think is, is absolutely worth getting. So if you have viticulture, we would recommend picking up Tuscany. And if you haven't played Viticulture yet, well, go play Viticulture. It still was our number two game of the year for for 2013, even after Mike fell out with it. So, like I said, this has been a kind of an unusual expansion, single game, a lot of content focused on, on what the details of this expansion are, just me talking. Is this the sort of thing that you want to see? It might be easier for me to edit than normal, so that could be convenient. Or is this really just something you never want to hear again? It'd be great to drop me a line. Let me know. You can do that on the comments for the blog post on strangeassembly.com or 
email me at chris at strangeassembly.com. Thanks for listening. Ciao. You've been listening to Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. You can visit us on the web at strangeassembly.com or follow us on Twitter. We're at Strange Assembly. You can subscribe to the podcast through our website or through iTunes. I always like to hear your feedback, positive or negative, so you can email me at chris at strangeassembly.com. But until then, I'm Chris Stevenson, and you've been listening to Strange Assembly. Never stop gaming.